Welcome to another episode of Planet Us. We are back and back with us is Rahul Rai. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, what's up? You're you're in New York today. God, this godforsaken city I'm in. You love the city, don't lie. Oh my god, I love the city. Yeah, I went for a walk the other day. It was so refreshing and it's so nice to walk in the city that once was my home. How was the travel? It um, really wasn't that bad. Uh, I'm supposed to get, I was supposed to get, which I did, uh, a COVID test done 72 hours before coming. And then my understanding was that they were going to check and they were going to check for documentation, which they didn't, which is great. And then uh, I had to fill out a health form online and they checked that. And then that was it. Business as usual. Then I took an Uber in the city, quarantining. And then tomorrow, Oh, I got to wake up at an ungodly an hour of like 5 a.m. Go wait in the line at 6.30 a.m. So that I can get a test at 8 a.m. For a COVID test before I go see my parents. And then hopefully it comes out negative and then I'll go to Long Island. So once you got that thing signed in, uh, or they checked it in L.A., obviously, when you got the COVID thing, right? The yeah. test? Yeah. But when you land in New York, no one checks anything? No, they didn't check for a test. Well, I guess the one airport check, right? So they know any arrivals. No, they didn't even check. LAX didn't check me for a test. So they told you to get a test, but they didn't check it. I got a test because on the New York State website, government website, it says anybody traveling to New York should be getting a COVID test three days prior to departure. Yeah, so basically they told you to check, but they told you to test, but no one checked it. Yeah. So what is the point of doing it? I don't know. I just did it because I don't want to get land in New York and be like, oh, sorry, sir, we have to deport you back to California. Deport you back to California. Or I'm in Cali and they're like, oh, sorry, we can't let you board the plane because... And then you become Tom Hanks in that movie. Castaway? No. Remember he's stuck in the airport? Oh, that was a great movie. What was it? Passenger or Terminal? Terminal. Terminal. I think it was Terminal. E2 Bytes? E2 Bytes? I've never seen that movie. Oh, what the hell? Why are you even referencing a movie that you haven't even seen? How I, I, unprofessional are you on this podcast? I you would dare a reference of, a movie that you have I, no understanding or bearing of. I reference a lot of things that I've never seen or experienced. It's because you're, you're a psychopath. <laughs> you're basically a psychopath. That could be true. You know, I've actually... <laughs> No, you say you're a pathological liar. I mean that—that's <laughs> like too close. Um, no, what I'm trying to say was, a uh, part of that is, um, you know, those online tests. You have these random online tests where they're you know, on Facebook and stuff that you can. Oh do. yeah, like what Twilight character are you? Yeah, 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 those things. And for some reason, I w- I've taken more than an ordinary person who is functional in the society should be taking those tests and. Uh, I've taken and it's not it's not a straight answer <laughs> right now it's like up in up in the air the test results like a, like a total number of 15 or 20 tests I've taken uh-huh. I've like come out oh like who are you yeah positively a sociopath in like at least half of them there's no way you're a sociopath you know who's a sociopath perhaps oh no you're gonna make this political again I watched a documentary on that. 
Go ahead. Who's a sociopath? I don't know. No, it's on the record, but I don't know. Sometimes I think Donald Trump could be a sociopath. Just based on the documentary you've seen, that kind of pushed you towards that too, right? It's not. I mean, I, don't I guess know, the cutthroat, non-empathetic personality. It's got to be. It's, it's got to be. What, there has to be a sociopathic tendency there. What's his face? The movie. Yeah, the yeah, one, Bernie Madoff. No, I mean, oh. yeah, that movie too. But the one, what do you like? The with Christian Bell, Vice President, Vice, Vice. No, he's not a sociopath in that. Uh, wait, are you talking about American Psycho? Yes, he's a psychopath, sociopath. Yeah, I don't know what the difference is between a psychopath and a sociopath. I know a sociopath is bereft of any sort of feeling towards another. Um, That's a SAT word, bereft. That it means without. Can you please spell it? Uh, B-E-R-E-F-T, bereft. Uh, can I have the origin of the word, please? Uh, come from... <laughs> comes from my the, ass. It comes from the Arabic word. <laughs> oh, no! No. Um, we can't go in that direction. No, we can't. I grew mm. up with Arabic. I grew up with Arabic, Hindi. You know, we used to, I used to have Arabic lessons since I was in second grade. I never learned it. That's one of my biggest regrets. You don't know Arabic? I can read a few. Like, I can read the word, but I would not know what it meant. It's, I was learning uh, Farsi, which is kind of a similar alphabet to Arabic, but it's also very different. But I, I know what you're. I know what you're you know what's. Well, you know what's funny because I can read Arabic uh, alphabets. I can yes. read. Or I can understand Urdu. Ah, oh. Urdu is like a mix. I mean, the words. A lot of words are different. I get it, but the gist of it is a mix between Hindi and Arabic, or maybe Sanskrit and Arabic, because you know Hindi stems from Sanskrit. But it could be. Hmm. It's one of those mixed with Arabic, so you kind of write out the words in Arabic, but a lot of the pronunciations and. The way they sound and mean are kind of like Hindi. The grammar, from what I remember of Farsi, is very similar to Hindi, which is like you have noun, everything that happens to the noun, then verb at the end of the sentence. That's so, yeah, so I, I grew up with that. I grew up with Arabic, and my biggest regret, because Arabic was, I went to an Indian school, and Arabic was, we had to take Arabic because I grew up in an Kuwait. Arabic country in Kuwait. And I thought they speak Kuwaitian. Uh, you're an idiot. Don't ever say that again. First of all, <laughs> that's like was there speak, was there somebody like in college you went to and was like, actually, I, "Don't you I speak Kuwaiti?" No, no, no. They asked me if uh, I speak Kuwaitian. Oh God, Kuwaitian. And I was like, "Excuse me." <laughs> that's hilarious. And it's also like, very offensive, but it's a sign of ignorance. But continue. The same, yeah, the same thing as Indian, right? People ask, "Do you speak?" Indian? Oh yeah, no. So it's so like that. That's so don't Kuwaitis the type of people. Um, but the classes were just mandatory. So it was just pass and fail. <clears throat> yeah. So we would learn just enough. And the teachers would give us the, fi- out of the 50, uh, like if they asked 25 questions for the exam, they would give us 50, the 50 questions. And out of which they would ask 25. So Interesting. we would literally memorize enough to just pass the exam. I mean, me, I don't want to say we because kids paid attention back then. Um, and then Frank. Wait, did you say it was a regret of yours? Yeah, that I didn't learn it. Mm, I think it would have been it would have been really nice now in hindsight. 
because back then I just wanted to pass the class. So I didn't really absorb anything. I just wanted to pass it. But I mean, it's never too late. Yeah, but so I was I, no, I know I could learn, try to learn it now. But I'm saying I was in school having to take exams, had teachers and everything, and I just and you were living in Kuwait, and I was living in Kuwait, and I just. What, so how do you get around in Kuwait if you don't speak Arabic? Well, everyone speaks English. Oh, almost everyone in Kuwait speaking speaks English. Really? Yeah, that's crazy. A lot of people in my community. I mean, it's so interesting, right? So my parents. I mean, a lot of our parents are bilingual. We're bilingual because there's so mm-hmm. many languages within India and then English. Mm-hmm. Um, but I grew up in a household that spoke. Hindi with us, and then there was Tulu. Yeah. And then my parents spoke like Marathi, and then they spoke yeah. Gujarati, and oh, yeah. it's like five different Indian languages. <clears throat> and then there was Arabic coming from outside. And then in 10th grade, for three years, we t- I took French. Was it three years or two years? I don't remember. Oof. Three years. I took French. I was slightly better at French, but again, we took it as a language. You know yeah, what? I, I learned more about, I learned. Uh, to write French better uh, in college because I took, I think, a year and a half of French. Yeah, I mean, and I it's the now, same. It's a, it's easier to write French because it's the same alphabet. And it's English. very, a lot of words are shared. Not a lot, but the concepts yeah. are similar. Romance, the romance languages. That's what I want to do, man. I want to I live in France for a summer and then I want to live in Italy for a summer. That's... Two bucket list items of mine. Do you still do that? You know what I'm going to ask? Do you speak, still... speak French? Yes, interview yourself in French. <laughs> I distinctly remember that moment. Uh, I was like speaking French to myself in the shower. Yeah, because we, we shared a room, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. the dorms and the bathroom, I was next to it. I could hear everything. All of a sudden, Whoa. I hear you talking. So that's normal. I was like, that's that, that is normal. I still do it. I still do it a little bit. Uh, not so much in French, though. But I still, I still visualize being interviewed by Ellen. Oh, can you bring me on? That's my one request. <clears throat> if, I had to, if you ever got super famous and I had to use your stardom to meet it Ellen, be, it would be that. That's it. You want to meet Ellen? I kind of want to meet Ellen. Yeah, I'll hook it up. Oh, thanks. All right, cool. Just make some make calls. Sure I want to meet Jimmy Fallon, dude. I want to be on the Jimmy Fallon show, the Tonight Show. I think he's a really cool, nice guy. That's what he seems like. Would you a rather really be on Jimmy nice Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel? Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense after you. That's fine. And I'll be in New York. It'll be a good excuse to be in New York. Do oh, the yeah. Tonight Look Show. At Look at us making these hills. <laughs> Although I don't think anything's ever gonna be the same, bro. Yeah, right. I think it's about that. It's just so fucking sad right now. But it's too tempting to go into negativity and and uh, a downtrodden kind of mentality about it. But it is like just this very trip alone has been such a unnecessary like headache. I gotta get tested. I gotta do this. You gotta wear a man. Not that I'm saying it's, we shouldn't be doing it. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Like, the conveniences, the things we used to take for granted and just do, who knows when we're gonna be able to do them again? I'm also interested in the in the new year. I feel like Christmas is gonna come. I mean, Thanksgiving, oh, yeah. people already, 
lining up to travel, okay, and then the case is going to go up, and then come Christmas, the case is going to go well, whatever. And everyone has this imaginary line in their head, <clears> or, or subconsciously, yeah. the New Year, the 20, 2021. Let's, let's get rid of 2020. Let's get out of this 2020. Yeah. And then when that happens and nothing, like no changes, switch happens, yeah. I just, That's, yeah. People it's like, tw- yeah. It's like 2020 all over again. <laughs> People are already breaking, man. And I feel like that is going to be the breaking point. Unless they get this vaccine and then like maybe that encourages yeah, people that's... and then and then it becomes kind of like the flu vaccine. I don't know. I have no that's idea. Is it going I'm... in a good direction though? So out of my element. Right? I mean, I see this news reports and I see like, you know, more vaccines yes. are being prepared and the whole concept is it's happening. Yeah, I mean. But it's not a cure. You know what I mean? Like a vaccine is a vaccine. It's just have, treatment. Do they have a cure for the flu? No, that's true. Right? Even common cold, I guess that's the same. I don't know. This I, I feel like I shouldn't be talking anything related yeah, to like neither, neither should I. Science. But it's okay. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. That's what we do. Yeah, dude. I just uh I'm scared about like what are small businesses gonna do? What are like what are like what the hell? Like what are people gonna do? What are how are people gonna the business that they have and that is barely running? Everything is going to change. I mean, that's for sure. I know, especially that especially in New York, like the winters. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, you can't have outdoor seating when it snows. And what's gonna happen? And those little Christmassy things that they have all around the city. I heard the yeah. tree was horrible this year. Did you see it? No. Did you hear about it? No. I don't know if it was a fake picture. I'm not sure. Apparently, the tree was like horrible this year. Um. Yeah. It's. Uh, I don't know. It's. It's. Uh, I wish I had something really positive to say, but I will say like the best thing people can take is accountability. Like what we've just been. Seems like the theme of the last four months is like uh, four weeks of our podcast is just accountability for all the shiz that you can actually control. That's the only way you can remain positive, right? Focus Dude, that's the only, there's literally the only option now. There's, there's no other option but to just take full-on ownership and responsibility of what you have in control, whatever that is. There is no other, it just shows how fragile the institutions that we trust in to make changes are and it's just how maybe even corrupt they are and also just like the change doesn't actually come from them but we need them because we need leaders that actually take stuff seriously and like you know mobilize people in the right way i don't know i mean there's no there's no one savior i guess that's what i'm trying to say we were talking about that right oh man um (laughs) I'm getting really dark. There's nothing. There's no savior. No heroes. Like, there's no... We are the people. You know what? I was watching Avengers the other day again, and I actually was thinking about it. I seriously was thinking about this. When they're showing the fight scene, right? Thor's on the ground, and Captain America picks up the hammer. Oh. And it's a great scene. I mean, all the clouds are dark, and whatever, whatever people... And I'm thinking to myself, where is everybody? Yeah. Like, where are the real people? Where are the common people? 
And it just, it just, it just struck me the foolishness of the entire. Well, it happens in their compound, so there, there's no common people there. Yeah, no, but it stretches way outside the compound. Like they show the whole area just gone, deserted. When they're showing, like, like there were things around the compound. <sighs> But like I mean, you wouldn't yeah, think maybe. other other like I don't know whatever's left would. It's not part of the drama of the moment. I know it just it just struck me to how ridiculous some of the movies are when you really think about them, but you you forget that right? You just focus on what you the movie the camera's looking at and that's your world. Man, I want to go to a movie theater and watch an epic movie like that. Well, that's another thing that's going to change. Oh, We're never going to be able to watch movies. Kidding. I'm kidding. We'll watch movies. We'll watch movies. I'm gonna have to pay like thirty bucks on Disney Plus to watch Mulan. Oh my god, Mulan was so bad. <laughs> Mulan was so bad. Well, I, Mulan, I haven't seen it. Mulan was completely different from the actual story. Sorry, spoiler alert. Should have said that before. Nah. But Mul- the actual Mulan movie was completely different. <sighs> what were we speaking? We were talking about commitment. That's what we we're talking about. That's what we wanted to talk about. Here's our commitment. Raul Ryan, do you have commitment issues? I think I do, actually. In what sense? Uh, maybe in terms of a relationship sense. It scares me. I guess uh, because of my career, because of my work. Also just because there's so many people on this planet. All right, let's talk about commitment with other things other than relationships. And I'll tell you why. I, the, the reason I'm interested in other things is I think commitment issues with relationships are always spoken about. When I said commitment, you went straight to relationships, right? Yeah, it's a word association. Thing. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's interesting to me because I think the biggest, air quotes, failures that people have is commitment to their word. Oh, yeah. You know, I get it. Relationship is a part of that. But just committing to things and keeping up with them i think that's one of the biggest drawbacks or setbacks in people because it comes to it inherently comes to laziness and that equates to the blatant fact that most people on this planet are inherently lazy yeah people don't um yeah i mean people make commitments and then they know probably in the back of their head they're gonna kind of change plans cancel Last minute at the last minute and be like, <laughs> you know, my mom just this thing and that. And I got to go. Uh, it happened out of nowhere. And then boom, it just like you, they don't show up for the thing they said they were going to show up for. Or people, I mean, commitment things with workouts, dude, like New Year's, right? New Year's is the best time to make resolutions about those abs you want. And then three weeks, it, it just doesn't, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work out because you're not a man or a woman of your word. Do you see that? Do you think that's happening more than before now with uh, people being able to, you know, actively communicate like last minute? You can literally, I mean, at this point in time, right? You can literally wait till the last minute and cancel something or yeah. get that message across so quickly. There's just so many options, man. There's just so many other options to do other things. And it's so fast. And it's just like, it's just like, I think commitment is going to be a huge asset moving forward because it's going to be such a rarity. I think with every, even with jobs, yeah. people, if you're the company for more than five, six years, people start looking at you unless you, you know, progress significantly in your career. People start looking at you weird. 
It's like, what are you doing here? There's yeah. other options there, bro. The grass, the green grass on the other side, right? That's the thing, man. Uh, eventually, you got to... I mean, yeah, I think I'm going to have to choose a woman eventually. I think that's 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 where I see the biggest, at least in my life, uh, the biggest fear of commitment, I suppose. And I don't know what it's going to take for me to, like, actually settle down in that way if we if we if we call it settling down it's it's about that yeah i don't know that's what it used to be very easy for me and now over the last 10 years because just, of, do you think because it's a lot of other things have become accessible yeah i think i think i think well you also started living independently for <clears throat> i think yeah. after it's also, I think fame is going to have something to do with it too. With fame comes a lot of temptations, a lot of uh, options, if you will. A lot of like, you, you, like I mean, maybe not now, but with the if the world opens up again and things hit a certain trajectory, there's just so much travel. I like. We all live in a bubble to some degree. I can live outside of a bubble because I'm going to be traveling so much for work all over the world, working with all sorts of different types of people, like in an ideal world, let's say. So that opens things up. I I just won't be small town guy. I'll be world traveled experience, you know, anything. And that's going to amplify that that fear, I feel. That amplifies this whole, like, there's this whole world. I can just recreate a life somewhere else. I can do something, you know? I can, I don't know. I, I, that's how I th- am, like, thinking out loud right now. But I think that's a genuine fear of mine. It's, like, settling. Why? Why? But then there's a flip side to it. It's, like, it's just really nice to have Well, somebody. that's also that one person As humans we are creatures who kind of flock to the back thing right we're not solitary animals i think instinctively yeah. it's just you're driven to the fact yeah you're but driven it's... to the fact that you want a companion yeah. you want there's an act it is a beautiful thing though i will say it's a beautiful thing to have a companion it is a really wonderful feeling to have Plus, Someone it's also it, it teaches you way. a lot. I feel like it's also a gauge of you oh, know yeah. uh, how much effort you put into it. Commitments fall yes. through. Commitments it's, fall through if you don't. Yeah, I mean, I think some people. I don't know. From what I've observed, some people can very easily commit in the realm of relationships. It's it's like very like they can get married super early, stick to that person, boom, done. It's done. There's no yeah. like. There is well, no. I mean, and again, judgment. there's no right or wrong answer to that, right? It's, it's right, and but but then they may have struggles committing to like their career. It's different, different. Variables. They may have. You know what I mean? Like we struggle with commitment in different ways, in different realms of our life, if you will. Like for with my career, there's no, there's no wavering. There's no nothing. There's there's no, there's no like other. Oh, there's all these other options. Oh, I know investing. Oh, I know economics. I can be working at J.P. Morgan, corporate, blah blah blah. None of that temptation just derails me. Well, you. That's an interesting. I think that's an interesting thing because it it, it commitment 
the fear of commitment shows up in that one realm of my life and maybe not others as much. So you're basically saying there's levels to it, right? Yeah. Or like, like to me, I look at life, I mean, not in a bifurcated way to some degree, but like I got my career, I got my personal life, I got my work, I got my friends, I got my this and that. If we're talking about commitment and where I have a hard time committing work, no friendships, no, like the genuine friendships, no family, no. Um, workouts, no. Or like being a healthy lifestyle, reading, learning, no. Relationships is probably the only realm of my life where that is the, there is a bit of a hiccup. Other than that, no, I don't have a problem committing, uh, if you I- will. How do you work sense. on getting more committed to something? How do you <clears throat> yeah, how, how do you work um, on you're basically tackling a fear. I don't want to I mean it's a yeah, I guess it is a fear, right? When you have commitment issues about anything. Yeah. It's in a way a sense of fear Oops. and it could come up from a lot of things here. There could be PTSD, there could be uh just something bad that's you know you've seen someone else go through yeah it's some, some yeah. sort of trauma or like a bad breakup or whatever or you, yeah, yeah exactly like a bad job that makes it you know or a bad boss that makes it hard for you to commit at work or bad any or whatever it could be and what do you think is the best way to get out of it because it's not easy to get out of a fear accountability man it's up to you i think that's 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 it comes back to that like it's my job to figure this commitment. It's my job to commit eventually, if I want to, to that one person. And if I'm going to decide to do that, then I have to make that thing work no matter what. It has to be that kind of a mentality. Like, I'm just going to make this work no matter what. There is no burning. There is no um, safety net here. There is no plan B. There is no... None of that. There is just a pure discipline because I know it's my responsibility now. So now it becomes a question of like, do I want to have that responsibility? Maybe that's where it comes down to. If I commit to a woman, it's about do I want to ha- do I do I want to take responsibility for this relationship? Do I want to take re- responsibility for make for like making for the this ups thing and work? Downs. Yeah. And the temptation. I think the temptations for me is going to be the biggest thing. I think that's going to be the biggest. That's going to be the biggest obstacle when committing to one woman is the temptations of other women. Maybe that's just my own personal weakness, because I just love, like I just, I just love the idea of romance. I love the idea of flirting. I love the idea of like. You know, oh, we connected in the DMs. Let's meet. Oh, cool. Oh my God, this is amazing. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, I love the I love the adventure. I love the foreplay of it. I love all that. Like it's just some people have some people go out and buy shit for themselves to have fun. Like this is my <laughs> avenue of fun, if you will. And I know that sounds like a typical guy thing to say, and maybe it is, but it's like that's how I don't know. Maybe that's how I have fun. That's how I have a stress release, if you will. And even in like just a purely non-sexual way, it's not even about sex. It's just like that 
that adventure, the cat and mouse, the wordplay, the foreplay, the flirting. That that's fun. That's fun to a lot of people. Yeah. And but but you have to be able to temper that those temptations. It it reminds me of this. Um, there's this guy, uh, Tim Grover. He's the guy, he's a personal trainer of Michael Jordan, uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, Dwayne Wade, so on and so forth. He's the guy that Jordan went to to train to yeah. beat the Pistons. He wrote this book called Relentless, and he said, you know, all these guys they have a dark side. All of them, you, they all have something that they have something that they like to indulge in that is important because they need a place to release stress because what they do yeah. is very stressful. Whether that's booze, whether that's women, whether that's partying, whether that's strip clubs, whether that's buying shit, yachts, vacations, whatever it is, it's okay to have it. You need to have it. You need to go to it. But you cannot ever let it surpass your work. You must be able to drop it at the first sign of work. It's like your thing is like that, that's like how it is. your poison thing. You need it. Yes, you need it. You need your sense of fun, that indulgence. We all have it. Maybe we have a couple. But again, it comes down to having that discipline to drop it for the sake of the responsibility you have to the commitments that you make in that's your life. Very, that's, that's a very interesting thought. Because I get I, That is one huge thing that stuck out to me in that book, that dark side. We all have a dark side. I think that flirting kind of thing is my dark side i think that's first of all that's 100 percent true right everybody has a dark side and that dark side doesn't mean like oh you're evil Everyone yeah no 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 it's just like the place where you indulge not talk about just do it on their own come yeah. back guilty exactly. pleasures if come you back and return to their normal life or normalcy there's a normal life and it's like yeah. a, let me do this on my own this is not a, let me hang out with all my buddies and do this together whatever yeah, yeah you're yeah. not be hitting up yeah, the boys yeah. and be like let's go get, uh, no you being yeah. like let me just do this for myself i think everyone has it. yeah i think it's good it's necessary because again we need to release stress somehow we need to have a way a time away from the things that are just you know from life you need to check out somehow but like you said Some you degree. have the capability and the ability to you, need, you need to be able to drop it and we see people that couldn't drop it like what happened to tiger woods what happened to Kobe, maybe? What happened to... I mean, maybe Michael Jordan with the gambling stuff, but I don't know. But, like, we see where, like, the overindulgence comes out. Dennis Rodman or whatever. Like, we see how the dark side, if it's... If it ever gets exposed, it can be a dangerous thing. And if we don't have the discipline to check out of it, drop it, then it can be a dangerous... But then, again, these guys rebuild. Like that's a great, like it, it, it goes back to the, you're the underdog now. Now, if you pull it off after being the enemy, that's a huge thing, man. That's what, that's also what's interesting is the bounce back. I mean, you're talking about the goats. You're talking about that. I mean, yeah. I guess that's what they're the goats, right? The ones who came back from having it all yeah. fell off the pedestal and then reestablished themselves. That's what makes life so interesting is that there's always, you have breath in your body there's always possibility if you're committed if you can recommit so commitment's not the end of it it's commit fall off it and then freaking recommit well it's a process right no one's gonna be perfect it's 
process of committing. You fall off the diet, you get back on. You fall off the thing, you get back on. I mean, as long as you get back on, I think you're going to be think able to. You it's also harder. a generational thing? You think the previous yeah, think generation maybe. had not no commitment issues, but a lot less commitment issues? Because I, I picture it to be more like, like you said, lack of possibilities and availabilities. Like things were there, but not easily accessible. Now things. Yeah, you just don't have as many. They're so easily accessible across interstate, cross country, worldwide. Yeah, it's awesome, but it comes, but it requires more discipline. Oh. Our generation has to be more disciplined than our parents because we have so much in our hands. Well, no one teaches you that, right? Or no one tells you that. Well, my parents taught me that, but they don't teach it to you in the context of like the actual, let's say, the world we live in, but. This yeah, but I one thing I disagree is not that's no that, I, that's actually what I'm talking about. But what I disagree is that the parents expect you to have the same level of discipline that they had. But what they no one teaches us is that we need yeah. our generation needs a lot more than what we're being taught. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean that's where parenting comes into play because they need to understand the context of the world that their kids are growing up in is changing, and if a parent doesn't actually participate within the context of the world. They're not going to be able to navigate and teach it. Like if parents don't actually get on social media and understand it and use it, they're at, what, how are you going to communicate to your kids on how to actually leverage it in a good way, in an educational way, don't use it. in a way to start your own business? Yeah, because that's not good. It's, it's a part of society. You know, so that's where discipline on the parents' behalf. You need to be able to ad- adaptability. You need to, everybody needs to be adapting. Everybody needs to be embracing the way the world well not the way the world is working but just like there's certain things that don't that won't go away the internet is not going away social media is I mean, not if going anything, away a new platform is around the corner right and if anything it's actually i mean you can look at there's two sides of the coin it's like you can the internet is something that just whatever you put in it gives you back on steroids so if you put in your curiosity it will give you back your curiosity on on fucking steroids yeah so now it becomes, how do you use that? How do you use this tool? And if the parents don't teach their kids how to use the tool, and it's going to be difficult for them to do it because they don't know how to use the tool, they're afraid of the tool, well, then, you know, it could p- potentially bleed over or create a misunderstanding. Or I mean, you know, again, there's so much noise. There's so, so much garbage, like you said, on steroids, yeah. right? So the return is always not positive. It's almost more negative than positive. And then you have to learn to kind of decipher that and skim through and find that positivity or what you're actually looking for and then answer the question that you have. It's a person-by-person thing. It depends on you. Yeah, I think, I think a big part of that you. also is questioning yourself. A big part of, I mean, mm-hmm. people I've spoken to uh, or people I know, even me, myself, I feel like we always tend to forget to question ourselves. Because a lot of times when we're mm. questioning things, we, we question why someone else did something or why uh, – or try to blame something or finger point. So at the same time, no mm. one really questions themselves. And I think that's where we're lacking because if we don't question ourselves, we're not going to find out what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. If we ask – questions about other things which is great all the time the problem is we fail to question ourselves we don't do that 
introspection and there you go you yeah. lose accountability you lose credibility and then you start going to spiral blaming other things and blaming other people yeah that's um, um, no, that's what it, it's as simple as I that guess... and no, I hope I did but no one that's the problem right the teeth but it's again it's like action you gotta take action on it no one teaches if you know. these things though yeah, I mean, I've come to realize, like, there's a part of this life that is formal education, let's say. Degrees, and going to school, learning stuff. And then there's just a part of this life that is purely self-education and that you have to fill in the holes and you have to find other solutions. You have to learn things on your own. And that is that is a tough thing. That is self-education. But self-education is where it's at, man. Of education where you yeah, learn you the have real to be shit. Careful with that, though. If you go down a wrong source, for sure. Today, it's a more dangerous way. It's a more in the trenches of I life. Mean, the other day, I was. I actually yes. watched Fox News after a while, and then I watched CNN after it. Even both of them. I mean, it's just so far on either side. It's just hilarious. Yeah. I had to I had to switch on and off between both channels for the same news piece to get the complete picture. Yeah, it is. It's business, man. It's marketing. It's marketing. It's not even journalism. That, that's what this I'm saying. Though, like self-education in terms of you finding your own sources <laughs> that are friendly to you, that could be yeah. a little. That could be awful. Yeah. Yeah, and then that's why again that. Having the time to self-reflect, introspection, that becomes important because you take certain actions based on certain information that you've gotten on your own. And then it's like, wait, hold up. I got to take a step back and see if this is actually working for me. It ties so much to ego too, though. The self-questioning part, the, 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 yeah. the ability to stop and actually question what you've just said without having a counter-argument yep. is very hard. Unless someone, like, at least for me, unless someone proves me wrong, I'm not questioning what I said, which is a horrible thing. I feel like I have to start questioning my thoughts before I spit it out because I think that's a big part where I need to filter things because it can be harmful in the other sense. Like Mm -hmm. I said earlier, you're saying things, and unless someone provokes you, you're not questioning yourself. You need, like, an outside instigator, which is not good based on what we spoke about last time. If you have someone else or something third party trying to hold you accountable, that's not going to work. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I guess, yeah. I find like if I spend too much time by myself, it's a dangerous thing because then I go down the rabbit hole of my own thoughts and then reinforcing my own thoughts. And But my thought, the whole premise of my thoughts are just wrong, right? So I'm reinforcing stuff that is on the premise at the root wrong. So that's why it's good to have people around you, maybe not to hold you accountable, but to just bounce ideas off. Get a get a get a object as a, as close to an objective um, opinion. Um, opinion on something that you're, and to you're check thinking you more about. Importantly. Yeah, and somebody with other life experience. Yeah, it's a, it's this thing called life is a very interesting thing to navigate, man. It's but it's it's a game of it's both a solo game and a team game. And that's what makes it so interesting. 
There's so many of us on the planet, dude. So many. It's seven and a half and growing. Dude, it's seven and a half billion people with seven and a half billion unique experiences. I don't care if you're twins. Like, you still have your own unique experience. That's crazy to me. That to me is just sometimes I get in that bigger picture mode and I start thinking about in my mind about every person cross, like I walk by is thinking completely different thoughts, completely different past, present, future is just on a different trajectory. Positive, negative, better than me, worse than me, whatever it is. But, and like that, every person you pass has his or her, whatever, her, their own story. And we mm. try to come together as humanity. We do kind of, I think we do a decent job up to a certain point, but we try to come together as humanity on certain principles and certain philosophies and certain uh, feeling of belonging. And it's just, no. it's just mind blowing. And then you have animals and then you have insects and then you have like these living beings and then you have extraterrestrials oh my this is what i want to tell you the other day i spoke to somebody uh seen him. how did you know talk about aliens i love aliens um but it, it can't wait so i was speaking one. to someone who is a friend and she said she doesn't believe in aliens and i was so taken aback i was like you don't believe in aliens and to me, that's more of a, I don't know what it was. Um, did she give you a reason? Well, okay. So I spoke a little more and I, her reasoning was it does, she doesn't think that there are these like humanoid creatures. Okay. She thinks that there can be something. She doesn't know what it is, which then I give her props for. Maybe I should have started with okay. that. I made her seem like a bad person and then I came back to the night. But there are people who don't believe in aliens. And to me, it's if you're and a lot of people, it's funny because a lot of people I think who don't believe in aliens are the ones who are heavily leaning towards a religious uh, answer, right? Mm. Which actually I think should reinforce mm-hmm. the fact that there are aliens, right? If you think there is, you know, like a higher power creating life forms or whatever, do you really think that in a universe that has hundreds and millions of planets like us in thousands and thousands of galaxies within this ever-expanding, never-to-start, never-to-end universe, you think that there's this higher power that created the universe just picked Earth? You think they would try it somewhere else too, right? Like practice makes perfect. Like there would be one planet here where everyone looks like this and does like this, another planet somewhere else, and that's it. That's all you need, right? One more planet. Those are aliens. Yeah, but you, uh, is there a universe according to the Bible? Is it not? I'm, I'm not thinking the Bible. I'm just thinking religion. Yeah, or like I, any religion. Like is there a universe, universe according like to the religion? Concept? Oh, man, I don't know. I'm not too well versed. I just think the more religious you are, religious the more studies. in aliens you should believe, or you would probably be believing. <laughs> We should get somebody that actually is very, that knows the Bible, that knows it, and we can talk to that them about true. it. That is true. I'm trying to think. 
So if anybody out there listening just is like a very religious person, all right, all right, really is well versed in bad signal out for someone who's super religious to come on this podcast. Let's 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 think this through. But yeah, DM Raul Rod. (laughs) Don't DM me. (laughs) (laughs) No, my DMs are filled, bro. How's that going? How's your Instagram DMs? Oh God. I've just given up. I've given up, bro. Given up on on looking at DMs, searching DMs, taking them seriously. Searching for the right one in the DMs. Screw it, man. Just screw it, dude. I'm done. I'm done. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna focus on my work. I'm gonna commit to my work. <laughs> Make my content. What I'm focused on. I'm commit to my what work. I'm gonna, what I'm good at. Make my merch. Make this. Make that. Content. Entertain. Let's go. Let's go. Get on Ellen. Get on the Tonight Show. Let's go, baby. Let's go. The only way we do that is through commitment. I think so. I think if you're not committed, you're screwed in whatever you're trying to so do. So focus. Stay focused. So whatever you're doing, keep doing. You're doing great. It's a corner pandemic so i understand we understand but don't lose focus of your goal this is just a speed bump focus and i promise it will be better well thank you so much raul ryan for being on the podcast appreciate all your efforts uh, welcome to new york and thank hopefully you. i'll see you soon after all the quarantine protocols that's the plan, man. Thank you so much for uh, everybody. Thank you so much to everybody listening. Uh, we have got a nice, healthy increase in the podcast listeners, um, which yeah. is great. And uh, hopefully we're on a trajectory higher than season one. So this is going great. Uh, again, appreciate everyone listening. You can listen to this on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all other leading podcast providers. And obviously Anchor because you're probably listening to this on Anchor. Uh, Thank you so much, and have a great week ahead.